Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane. My name is Pete. And we are back. We realized we've had a bit of a hiatus. Yeah, but I feel like we've been starting every show that way. Mm. Hey, it's been a long time. Well, now it really has. Yeah. But we're back and we're well rested after a nice holiday Christmas break. So we're ready to get back at it. And talk about that? Yes. That's what I thought we'd talk about. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, first, I'd like to just mention a book that I've recently been reading. Mm. It's called The Orenda, and it's by... What? How, yeah. do you, how do you spell that? O-R-E-N-D-A. Oh, like, like it sounds. exactly how it sounds. Okay. Um, and it's supposed to represent, like, the spirit that's inside each person and animal it's um based off an aboriginal Uh, idea or thought cool sort of thing um really enjoyed the book i would highly recommend reading it it is kind of brutal at parts because it basically is talking about um aboriginal peoples in canada particularly the Wendat and the Iroquois, who are basically at war with each other, and uh, goes through how they like to treat their enemies and prisoners Mm. and their battles and that sort of thing. So those can be pretty graphic. Uh, What time period are we talking? We're talking like 16 to 1700s. Okay, yes. When the French were first coming to Canada. Yeah, I remember reading that as a kid. Pretty crazy. Yes. I learned about scalping. Yes. Crazy. Yeah. And they weren't selling tickets to the sports game. <laughs> no. 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 Um, I just really, for me, um, we're focusing a lot now on kind of um, reconciliation with our Aboriginal peoples. Right. And this, for me, really set the stage for why that needs to happen. Mm. Just from the very beginning, how people coming from Europe came to this country and treated the Aboriginal people. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's very well written. It's a really, it's a fictional story, but based on research of that time period and the various tribes. Um, Highly recommend it. All right. Mm -hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed that. That was my, you know how you're on a holiday break and you kind of think I could read something like deep and meaningful like my brain can handle that right now. That was that book for me. Sometimes it's the other way around, though. Sometimes it's like, oh, I'm on break. I just want to take it easy and for sure. Maybe revisit stuff that I had enjoyed in the past and have another go at it. You know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which is what I I've kind of been doing actually. Yes, you have been <clears throat> delving back into your Vita games. Mm-hmm. Persona Four. Because I can't get enough of them personas. And interestingly, you said Persona 4 didn't really catch your attention when you first got it. And uh, now it has a bit more? Yeah, it's, uh, I felt it was overrated. It's always called the number one Vita game. Oh, and okay. I think there are I better ones, personally. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that kind of, I guess, tainted it for me. I said, right. there's better games than this. Mm-hmm. Um and even, I won't, I won't say Persona 5 is the best PS4 game, but I did mm-hmm. enjoy it enough to play it a lot. So yes. yeah, it, it kind of got me into, oh, I'll try out the other one again. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's really funny. That's the thing about it. It's it's much more humorous. 
<laughs> less dark, much more comical. Oh, I mean, it still deals with a lot of cool issues, like I mentioned before in an old episode. A lot of things about gender identity. Mm, There's a a macho man who's like a biker who everyone thinks is gay and he's having issues with that. Okay. So it's like he's putting on a persona of being, I guess, overly tough because he feels fragile about those feelings. But it's never actually explained if that's what he's in. And then you find out he actually gets super attracted to this guy and you find out the guy is another gender issue person who is a woman who likes to dress as a boy oh wow so it just makes it more complicated yes there are many layers to this yeah and this is Hmm. just in a video game so Mm -hmm. like that's kind of cool that they're doing that stuff um but despite those like you know pretty important identity issues which is why it's called persona uh it's a very comical comical game Mm-hmm. Number four. Very funny. Cool. So, yeah, that's what we've been kind of doing over the course of our break. Um, but wanted to catch up on how we felt the holidays went. Because so, yeah. Are we going to do like a timestamp of our holiday experience? Sure. Yeah. Where do you want to start? Um, well, there was a few things I wanted to touch on because I know that we spent a lot of time talking in previous podcasts about how are we going to maybe not go too crazy with the whole presence thing and materialism of that. You talked about that specifically two episodes ago. Yes. And just thought I'd revisit that and how we felt we addressed that maybe Mm -hmm. goal of our holidays. Any thoughts? I think we did really well. I did notice there was a lot less shopping this year. I felt like I only bought a few presents. Mm -hmm. Um, That's partially because... So excited about opening her presents. Um, I... I also got her a pair of kitchen shears. We chipped in kind of as all the kids together and she pulled it out and saw the kitchen shears and she said, oh, these are great. Like, these are exactly what I asked for. Thank you so much. And then threw the wrapping paper (laughs) on the ground. I was like, hey, there's more in there. Yeah. Yeah. The much more expensive part. But she was fine with just receiving scissors for Christmas. I know. All she needed. Yeah. And that is wonderful. And that's definitely what I'd like to see. From everyone, just to lower expectation and just like, let's get back to just enjoying each other's company and not about how much stuff I can get. Yeah. So I think that worked well. Um, And yeah, it just felt a lot lighter. Like I was even here for the whole month of December. Last year I had my trip to Brazil. So I was kind of rushed coming home to put things together. Mm -hmm. But here I was here all December and it felt, you know, very relaxed and like I was taking care of things in steps and picking things up here and there. And that was good. Um, I was having a conversation with my uh, friend that I saw a couple of nights ago about, she's not Christian, but she partakes in the giving of gifts during this season. Yeah, a lot. um, Which I think a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. And she just felt like there were people that she wanted to show appreciation to. She has bosses, she has family members, and she just felt like things were getting a little bit out of control. And she's like, I don't even celebrate this holiday. Like, what do people (laughs) do who actually celebrate this holiday? And they feel like they have to (laughs) get all these presents. And she's like, yeah. Um, So what she did end up doing for some work colleagues was she went to like Costco and got like a big container of chocolate, like the Ferrero Rocher. Oh, yeah, yeah. And kind of just put together like little baggies of it. Yeah. And gave those. And I'm like, that's a really good idea because then it's like a personal touch that you like wrapped yourself and did. And like, 
I wanted to tell her, like, your, like, bosses, your colleagues, they're probably getting things from other people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you want me to bleep her name? Probably. Okay. Bleeping. Um, so, let's talk about Christmas Eve a bit, because that was a very eventful day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some family drama that I don't want to get into. Let's not talk about that because that was just sad and hard. But, uh, later in the night you're saying about how fun it is to play with the kids. And I Mm -hmm. decided, Oh, I'm going to go in the basement and play with (laughs) these six crazy children running around screaming and whatever. Mm -hmm. And the thing about being over at my cousin's house who was hosting is they have a very low ceiling, uh, basement. And I'd say it's probably about six feet. So, like, basically my head is brushing against the top of it. Uh-huh. But then there's this point where the ceiling goes down maybe three inches and yeah. then continues on. I guess it's like a vent nook or something. Probably something like so, that. So, yeah, we're, like, you know, chasing a ball around down there. It's mm-hmm. a fun, roughhouse place. But I smacked my head clear into that little overhang because it was Real just, good. just yeah. High enough that you can't see it because it's above your eyes Mm -hmm. and just low enough that it smacks you real good. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that hurt like all holy hell. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I don't know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. And I've never broken a bone. I've never had a concussion. I mean, I've I've sprained my wrist and things playing basketball and, Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. Or that uh, that thing where you hit the ball right at the top of oh, your finger. Oh, where you like jam your fingers? Yeah. Yep. I've had that a lot. But uh, this like, yeah, it just made me all foggy and concerned. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah, the fun story out of this, and I was telling this to coworkers today, first day back at work, and they were like, how is this a fun story? It's like, no, let me, let me get to the punchline. <laughs> Is, you know, I was feeling a little off and I was like, all right, I'm going to stop drinking because I feel really dizzy. So, Mm -hmm. like, let's not combine those two together. And it's like, yeah, I'm going to do a Google search. And so I wrote into my phone, like, signs, tau, have a vow and fushion or something, (laughs) trying to write signs you have a concussion. And Google says, did you mean... (laughs) Signs you have a concussion. And it really, I kept saying, it should have just said yes. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you are unable to type. type. <laughs> you can't type. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I put I put some ice on it and I was very mm-hmm. antisocial for the rest of the evening. And mm-hmm. I, some people knew about why and other people probably just thought I was drunk or something. <laughs> I don't know what they thought, but yeah, I was hurting. And uh, you, uh, you would get, get me up in the middle of the night to make sure I was still breathing. Yeah. Fun. Fun way to start your Christmas, mm-hmm. let me tell you. And yeah, it hurt hurt all few days there. Well, you said like just today you felt completely yeah. headache, pain free, free up there. Yeah. Bruises gone. Yeah, so that's like a week. Mm-hmm. But it's been a great way to cut down on my drinking, I tell you. <laughs> For like a holidays, I've had only like a few beers. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. I guess it was a little crazier on New Year's Eve, but generally otherwise speaking not not very much at all yeah so i think uh i enjoyed our we have multiple family visits that we do over christmas i think mm-hmm. there was all went pretty well i still felt like i had time to take a break too in between and have quiet time so yeah i think that went well 
Um, another one of my kind of goals or things I'm always thinking of is how to produce less waste over Christmas because mm. that can be a very big thing as well. Um, so I did wrap, you noticed that I had been wrapping some of my presents that I was giving in, um, newspaper, newspaper. I like to save some of the like Christmas advertisements that come around because they're usually really colorful. Um, so they make for fun, um, wrapping paper. Um, I made, I knitted all of my bows that I used. Um, so people can reuse the bows. And that was a fun thing too, because the nieces kind of took the bows off their gifts and then wore them as necklaces for the That's rest true. of the night. Yeah, that was so cute. Was, that was cute. Yeah, they um, actually liked a lot of what we did for them. You also made hmm. them little bracelets. Let's not forget that either. And I did, and they're still all wearing the bracelets oh. that all have their names on them. Well, so. they love you then. So that's pretty cool too. I just thought, you know, I was at camp and I wanted to make bracelets, so... Yeah. I did. Those I almost forgot about yeah. because I was making them over the summer. Yeah. <laughs> um, Funny thing about the wrapping yeah. paper is when I grew up, my parents always uh, wrapped our birthday presents in newspaper. Mm-hmm. It usually was the comics. Yeah. So it was colorful. Because they're colorful too, yeah. But like... I never thought anything about it. And I'm sure it was probably because they weren't very wealthy when we were kids. But I mean, it was still fun. Like, mm-hmm. why not spend a dollar on wrapping paper and it doubles as the news like that's a way better way to go about it i think well and like especially little kids like all they really want to do is rip it all off that's true like they don't know how nice it looks that's true (laughs) probably not even paying attention to the fact that it's comics i'm sure adults might rip it off and be like oh hey comics (laughs) oh i totally forgot did my mom notice that she had custom wrap paper with her name all over it yes i think she did say oh wrapping paper i think she did oh my goodness that's another one. We're going to have a lot of bleeps. We're just bleeping names today. That should be the name of this podcast. Bleeping names. Oh, boy. I'm sorry. That's, That's me. That's fine. That's me. Got to remember Marsha. Uh-huh. Sweet Marsha. Marsha. Man, bring Marsha back. Um, yeah. And then uh, part of my um, brother's present, I made him dry cookie mix. And I used one of the jars that I had kicking around and used all my bulk barn supplies and made a dry cookie mix so i thought that was kind of a neat thing to do too mm-hmm. um i want to eat yeah. them i was actually kind of jealous i can make you one too sweet <laughs> <laughs> they look delicious like and they looked um like they were good too like good for you like good protein and all the wonderful mm-hmm. things flax 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 nuts cranberries that's delicious man Mm-hmm. Sign me up. Uh, yeah, so Christmas Day, we went to two events. We had a early morning breakfast with your parents, which was mm-hmm. nice, and presents. and That was very calm. That was probably the calmest mm-hmm. Christmas segment, which I really needed that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we went off to, I don't know how to, it's family friends. Family friends, mm-hmm. yep. Sarah's been on the show, so I can mention her name. Yes. So, yeah, Sarah's family. Yes, and her brother was home from Korea because he works in South Korea. So it's kind of fun to have everyone kind of reunited, although he was severely jet-lagged. He basically ate dinner and went to have a nap. Slept through the whole night, yeah. <laughs> I was jealous of him, too. I <laughs> um, yeah, so that was also 
a lot of fun just together. We don't do gifts with them anymore. We do um, a hangout night. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So last year we did an escape room. We probably mentioned it on the podcast. It's our very first episode. It's an escape room too. Yes. So. Yes. We enjoy them. They're fun. Um, so we did another escape room this time around. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of amusing because we walked over to the escape room after having some dinner and saw the big number street address on the side of the building and couldn't mm. find the door to get in. That's right. The first test was finding the building <laughs> on a really, really cold night, mm -hmm. which also didn't help. Mm -hmm. So we did find the, the entrance. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I think it was called Real Escape Games. Yeah, somewhere near downtown-ish, King, King or Adelaide. Yes. Somewhere out there in the West End. Mm -hmm. Um, and this one that we did, it was a little bit different because they had one of their staff people actually inside the room yeah. with us. Um, and they were there to answer questions. Um, but they're also like at certain stages of the um solving of the clues they had to like press buttons or cue videos or different things like that yeah there was certainly a lot of manual things there but mm -hmm. it, it did seem like i don't know if it was a new thing for them or if it was just a holiday thing and they just wanted to go home but she was definitely throwing out clues a lot to get us to move on. Yeah. Like if we were going in a wrong direction, which mm -hmm. happened a lot, mm -hmm. it was like, no, 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 that doesn't matter. Yeah. And I remember very specifically, like we were looking at the, there's these like black boxes mm -hmm. or bookshelf boxes. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, those don't matter. And I was like, oh, okay. And then mm -hmm. 20 minutes later, she's like, oh no, look at the black boxes. Now. Yeah. And I was like, that's just confusing. Right. And mm -hmm. so... I mean, you might think she was an annoyance because she was giving too many hints, but mm -hmm. to me, that felt like the room was not very well designed, that they mm -hmm. needed to implement someone to help you mm -hmm. because they probably were receiving so much feedback that everything was just way too out there and like it, it, it didn't follow a logical pattern. Mm -hmm. And I think I mentioned this before about some escape rooms. It, it really peeves me. Like sometimes I think they're not... They're not quite there yet, like because their puzzles can be far too out there and they don't quite make sense. And there's there's an art to puzzle building. Mm -hmm. You'll hear you'll hear this from people who make puzzle games and in video games, right? Because you want it to be hard enough that you have to sit and think about it for a bit. Yep. But easy enough that you can accomplish it and hard enough again that when you do accomplish it, you're like, Oh my goodness, I'm a genius. Yes. <laughs> right? And you feel really good. That's the that's the way a good puzzle game works. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, I feel so good that I uh, pulled it off. Mm -hmm. It's like that app we've been playing, the four picks, one word. Right. Yeah. It's It can stump you sometimes, and mm -hmm. then eventually you'll get it, and you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's perfect. And I feel like a lot of these uh, escape rooms are a little too obtuse sometimes. Mm. And I think that's why they needed the guide. It's like... Yeah, they these puzzles make sense to them because they practice it and they designed it. But um, I think when they find when they, you know, give it out to the public with all these different intelligences, mm -hmm. that a lot of people get totally stuck and are like, "What?" <laughs> I did. Yeah, I was talking with 
Sarah afterwards about it. And she kind of said, I thought she was giving too many hints. And I'm like, there were times where she was helping me organize. I was doing this big floor crossword puzzle. Yeah. And she was helping me like arrange where the words had to go. And part of me wanted to just be kind of like, would you just lay off, leave me alone for a second. But at the same time, Mm. it did take us like 52 minutes to solve the whole thing and finish it. Yeah. So I really feel like we did need some prompts to keep going if we actually wanted to finish within the time period. So here's another theory for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, that night, your brother got into a car accident, mm-hmm. totaled his car. He's okay. He's fine. <laughs> but, you know, that put us, that put me in a really, like, somber mood, and I was really, like, concerned and feeling bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was supposed to join us for dinner, and he didn't make it to that. And then we went to the thing after, and it's like, yeah, we're down two people now. And uh, we talked to them. It's like, is it possible to get a refund? They're very nice about that. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if they, if they could tell that we weren't feeling really in the mood for it either. So maybe they're trying to just guide us along to bring up our mood. I don't know if that's a thing, too, but uh, that's another theory of mine. Hmm. I don't because I certainly was uh, the last thing I was thinking about. Maybe let's go solve some puzzles now. Mm-hmm. Yay! <laughs> I know, I know. There wasn't Poor really bros much. off somewhere like on the highway trying to hitch a ride somewhere to fill up forms for eight hours on a cold day. Like that sucks. Yeah. Sucks. Why are we solving stupid puzzles right now? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It wasn't. It, I don't know. How would you rank it with all the ones that you've uh, done for escape rooms? Um, I've done other escape rooms that I didn't get out of, like with another friend of mine that I think I enjoyed more because it did, you were in the room and you were just kind of sorting things out yourself. Mm -hmm. And I almost like sorting out the puzzles myself Yeah. than having someone kind of interrupt me, I guess. Yeah. It Um, was very, yeah, it was very intrusive. So, Yeah. One thing I did like about it is they provided uh, paper and pens. That was helpful. Because I always didn't like how they're like, oh, you can't use any tools mm-hmm. or you're cheating. And it's like, well, in a real life scenario, like it was cool when they, we did that war one too, right? Mm-hmm. Where we were like <laughs> handcuffed and put into a dark room. That was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in those real scenarios, you would think, hey, I have to figure out stuff. You would mark stuff up. You would, you would use whatever you could. Mm-hmm. to figure out the For problem. Sure. And when they put all these like restrictions on you, that was also the thing I didn't like about that war one is the answer was to move a bookshelf when at the beginning they told you don't touch the furniture. Yeah. So it's like, again, with the escape rooms, you guys have to figure out <laughs> some consistency <laughs> here with your, with your planning, right? It, it can't mm-hmm. be so obtuse. Like you establish your rules and you stick to your rules. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You seem to have mixed feelings and don't want to try this again. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's I fine. Don't know. That's uh, maybe take a break at least from it. Oh, yeah, for sure. I don't think I've done any one of them since last Christmas when we went. Really? Yeah. Okay. So. Um, what else? Boxing Day? Mm-hmm. That was yeah. with my family. Yeah. We talked about that a bit. The mm-hmm. gift exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your mom's always up for trying something other than turkey for dinner, which is yes. much appreciated by that time. And she's a great cook, so I love it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of nice too. I like how 
each day that we celebrate at Christmas with part of the family, there's specific things or traditions or that's true events that happen. Like we do a gift exchange on the 24th just because it's kind of kind of a yeah, bunch of cousins together. Little, little cracker things mm-hmm. you pop open and yep. you wear a silly hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to it. That's good. And everyone's building their own tradition. So it might be interesting uh, what ours turns out to be. Whenever that happens. Mm-hmm. Our tradition seems to be go to a bunch of different places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like mine's going to so. be just, let's just be quiet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think overall it was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. I was definitely, I went back to work today like you and mm-hmm. I was definitely happy to be there. So I think I had a good break. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were breaked out? I think I was nearly breaked out. I might have been too. I didn't feel like it last night when I was like, ugh. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to be back and doing stuff. Yeah. Sometimes when I go on a break too long, I just go into a funk. So yeah, I think I was starting too. to get into the funk. So it's good too. <laughs> yeah, I took a shower. No, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's good to be back into the, the grind again, so to speak. Do you want to touch on New Year's a little bit, too? That's sort of part of everything. Yeah, sure. We had low-key New Year's, Mm -hmm. hung out with your bro and their Mm -hmm. sister-in-law. They're the family with the children, so they had to put the kids to bed. Which Um, was not an ordeal for some reason. Yeah, not too bad. They they went pretty quietly. I think the strategy of letting them go upstairs, but you don't have to, like, go to bed. You can read. Yeah. I think that works. Yeah. Because then they have to be quiet. And kids are quiet, and they get bored, then they're tired, and they sleep. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> um, I like doing that at camp, too. Kind of just saying, you know what, girls? You can stay up with your flashlights if you want to, but we're going to be quiet because some people are actually sleeping. Yeah. If you give them the option of just yeah. reading, that that would mm-hmm. put me to sleep immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like if you're a little tired, it's hard to read a book. Like, you'll mm-hmm. try. Mm-hmm. I mean, just yesterday? Yesterday, yeah, I was playing my Vita game, and I was just like, blah, and just fell right asleep, mm-hmm. like on my face. <laughs> it was pretty hilarious, and then I turned over, and I was like, just just go to bed. Yeah, I was tired. Um, yeah, so we played we play board games. That's kind of the thing we like to do on mm-hmm. New Year's Eve, and they got a new board game for Christmas called Spy Alley mm. um, that neither of us had played, but we tried it out. Uh, so the premise is each uh, player is given a secret identity and then they need to collect their four spy tools, I guess, a password, a code book, a key and a disguise. Mm-hmm. And once they've collected those four things, they have to make it back to their embassy on the board. So the board is set up like, I don't know, like a monopoly board where you have spaces that you move around to. Yep. And at the same time that you're trying to collect all of your items and get to the end, you're also trying not to reveal what your identity is. Because if someone guesses your identity correctly, then you are out of the game. So it's a bit strategic in that sometimes you pick up a few other disguises or keys of other spy nationalities to try and throw the scent off who you really are. Yeah. I guess. See, I could have probably won that game if I wasn't so indifferent about it because I think my strategy was impossible to follow 
because I was not following a strategy at all. Mm-hmm. I was just buying anything I could at any time mm-hmm. for all cards. And, uh, yeah, I could have probably had them all filled out by the time I was ready to end. <laughs> yes, but you were a little bit, I don't know, were you tired of the game or you just weren't into it? I'm just puzzled out, I think. Mm. And my head hurts, so mm-hmm. I was just like, I was hoping we'd just do something easy and uh, familiar, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they bought a new game and they don't often have people come over to play, so I no, think I they get wanted that. to try it I out. get that, I get that. It's just when there's so many rules. I've never been a guy who liked rules. Mm. You know, I'm a rebel. So when you tell me all the things I'm supposed to do, I'm going to purposely do them wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm supposed to do this? Well, then I'm going to buy all the other ones. Yeah, I, I took myself out. I, I guessed wrong. Yes. Just... Well, it probably also didn't help that we started playing the board games at 1030 or something like that. Maybe yeah. if we had started a bit earlier. Yeah. Might have been a little bit more into it. Well, that's always that's always the statement in that house is we should start earlier. Mm. That is the the house where we play music in, and it's always like we should start a stream earlier. It's like yeah, sure, but your kids are still awake and they're gonna come in the room, and it's weird. You don't want your kids on your stream on the internet, so like either they have to be better behaved. That's not gonna happen. Or we have to build a new space that you can lock the door and they won't hammer on the door the whole time while you're working. So, hmm. I don't know. Maybe in the new year, maybe that'll happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of new year, do you have a goal for the new year? Oh, yeah. I know we were talking resolutions and you're like, I don't know if I like the word resolution. No. How about the word goal? Yeah, the goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I made one for the band mm-hmm. and I had one for the band last year as well, which we succeeded at. Uh, last year for the band, uh, our, our, the way we used to describe the band is we would do like seven minute songs. Mm-hmm. I remember saying that a lot way in the beginning because mm-hmm. it's all about exploring music and it takes time or whatever. It's like, I got tired of that uh, specifically last year. So for 2017, I was like, we're making short songs. We're, we're uh, oh no, that's this year. I want short songs this year. I screwed it up. <laughs> Last year, I said I want faster songs. Mm. Faster songs. Wow, I messed that up. Um, that came because I did a rehearsal with uh, some friends of mine, with another right. drummer who yes. was in a punk band. And I remember hanging out with him after we we're all done. And I was like, well, what'd you think? And he's like, I've never played so slow in my life. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Sorry, I thought we were having fun just jamming, but yeah, mm-hmm. he was like, it was so slow. I was like, oh. So yeah, then I decided to start writing faster, playing faster as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to go shorter. Now we're going to go shorter, but I mean, we've already started to do that. I mean, you play faster, your songs are shorter. <laughs> <laughs> it works that way. Um, but yeah, we we're like writing some new songs and we published a song for New Year's as well on our Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how to get there, so I, I assume you can get to it from fieldprocessor.com. Um, yeah, we published the song. You can check it out. I think it's four and a half minutes long. Nice. That's like single. Pretty sweet. Uh, so one of my goals, I probably have a few if I were actually to sit down and think about it. Um, one of my goals is to use less plastic straws. 
Oh, yeah, you did say that. Yes. And I was at a restaurant with you and I had a drink with a straw in it. And I said, I just I want to use less straws, but I don't want to be like annoying about it. Yeah. You don't want a spit in your drink either. Yeah. So you came up with um, you said, well, perhaps when you order your drink, say, I don't need a straw. Yeah. Instead of no, no. straw. Yeah. yeah. Don't use the word no, because like, then you're going to attitude and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to have attitude. I just, I don't need the straw. I don't use the straw for drinking, so I don't need one. Yep. So that's literally what I have to say. Um, so I'm going to work on that um, and probably explore employment opportunities, figure out what I want to do. That's kind of the 2018 idea. Wow. That sounds... Uh, that's sounds- very... It's very broad. That's a mix of, yeah, challenging <laughs> and eh. <laughs> how much of an environmental impact of these straws. Um, no, but that's fun. That is fun. Mm-hmm. I think we are that spurned probably out of our conversation. We had an episode where we talked about reusable straws. Yeah. And we thought that was silly. But I think we also had a separate conversation. It's like, why do they bother? I don't even want these. Like, why do we have plastic straws? It's like the most useless... Know invention ever and we have so many of them that just end up in the garbage so many if every restaurant banned straws that would help that would do something a they're lot. pretty small yeah but all together there's it's, lots of disposable plastic i know that's causing the problem but it is a useless disposable plastic uh, plastic <laughs> yes so that's my goal it's a good one. It's a good one. I wish I had a personal one. Did I say one before and I forgot? I don't think so. I don't think I have a personal goal. But has your exercise routine coming? Well, I've been f- feeling like complete <laughs> last few days, so <laughs> not so great. Um, yeah. But uh, I certainly intend to return to that when uh, my body is willing to do things again. Mm-hmm, for sure. It's very difficult to motivate yourself to be physical when essentially you feel like, I don't know, like fluish, essentially. Yeah, I don't think I'm sick, but yeah, I'm just, I'm out of sorts right now. So forgive me. For sure. Always. Uh, But yeah, that that is a plan. I I did like that and I was enjoying it actually, doing it, Mm -hmm. keeping it up. And I was starting to see... Uh, results in that it was getting easier, yeah. which was huge because like the first day it was embarrassing. It was just like, wow, I can't do a, uh, an extreme workout for seven minutes. <laughs> um, it's still hard. It's mm-hmm. very, very hard. Like It should be. I and mean, that's the idea. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, at least, you know, I could do more than three push-ups now, which is cool. There you go. So. And you were being very regular about it. Yeah. So that was good. Oh, there was a day I did two in a <gasps> row. What? Yeah, I felt that was probably my last one before I smacked my head. Mm. Um, I was starting to feel really good about it, and I, I doubled down because it was like, eh, I, I could do more. Nice. So So we'll build back up to that. Yeah, it's just, you know, when things start going good, life has to smack you in the head, literally, <laughs> I guess. Anyway. <laughs> Anything else you'd like to cover, my darling, my love? No, I think that's a good recap of our holidays. Mm-hmm. Plus some goals for 2018. 
Yeah, we'll try to remember them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be fun to revisit later on. We can catch up and see how well we did. For sure. Yeah. I like that. Oh, I have a goal I want to put in here. Ooh, go for it. It's to improve our recording situation. Mm. If you've made it this far into the podcast and are like, man, the sound is terrible. I apologize. Uh, this has been a struggle actually all of last year, probably. I've been replacing cords and I replaced a computer. Mm-hmm. I think the problem is the base unit that we plug all the things into, um, which I've had for probably 20 years. So it's probably time to say goodbye to the old friend and hopefully that'll solve things. So I'm going to look into that this year. I want to improve our sound. Cool. Yeah. You are the sound guy yeah. between the two of us. Yeah. So I have to make it not sound sucky. Yay. <laughs> Good okay. goal. Yay. Podcast goal. We have an individual <laughs> goal each and a podcast goal. Yeah. Less suck. <laughs> All right. So I think that's a good place to end it, right? Yeah, for sure. So what do we normally do? I'm so out of sorts. Oh, so normally we say if you have any question, comments, perhaps some uh, subject ideas for the coming year, we'd love to hear from you. And you can email us at ordinarydaypodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's the one I usually do. And then mm-hmm. you normally talk about the band, but I already talked about the band. So mm-hmm. that's covered. Check them out, fieldprocessor.com. Woohoo. All that music was used in this podcast. So, until next time... Take one more... For the road.